Audio Hub Podcasts. This is the Whiskey Advisor Show. On this show, we sample some fine whiskies, share interesting tales and trivia, and answer your most important questions about whiskey. And now, here's your host, the Whiskey Advisor, Uday Balaji. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. This time we're headed off to another island. This one is off the west coast of Scotland in the Inner Hebrides. Piyush, the not so whiskey rook, how are you feeling about this new adventure? Hi Uday. I am feeling good. I mean, I'm raring to go. But you know, I was looking uh, at the map of Scotland and there don't seem to be too many distilleries here. You're right, Piyush. In fact, as the distillery says, it just has one road mm-hmm. one pub and one distillery wow and they love to play on that one you know but uh, one of their biggest claims to fame is uh, that one of the most iconic books was written in jura or at least the it was finished being written in jura mm-hmm. uh, so we heard of the book 1984 by george orwell of course who doesn't know it it's an absolute yeah. classic mm-hmm. uh so i really don't know why he went there to finish writing this book and even in his own words he says uh the island is simply ungettable meaning it couldn't be reached ah, okay. so but somehow he got there who knows maybe it was for the whiskey but i'm sure the whiskey helped in some way to uh, finish the book you know i like the sound of that a writer's whiskey and uh, you know what's the whiskey called Uh, it's a name that our listeners would probably know, Jura from the Isle of Jura. Awesome! So can't wait to hear more, Uday. Please tell us more. So this Jura is also the name of the island. So it's the Isle of Jura mm-hmm. and Jura whiskey from the Jura Distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this name, because it's used so often, we've got to talk about it. Interestingly enough, it's a Norse name, which means Deer Island. why okay. deer island because there apparently there are over 5000 deer on the island and uh, they outnumber the population 30 to 1 <laughs> what are you saying yeah okay but that's also because so if you do the math there there really aren't many people so uday while you spoke about jura uh, you mentioned the word norse yeah that's right um given scotland's uh, geography it actually has a really long uh, link with vikings so long mm-hmm. viking history you know but that's something that we'll talk about a little more when we eventually do an episode on highland park but how did all this start on this tiny little island which probably has only about 200 people now mm-hmm. um kind of the same story with most of scotland started illicitly back in the 1500s but uh, the distillery was eventually founded in 1810 mm-hmm. by a gentleman by the name of Archibald Campbell who was the lad of Jura mm-hmm. but you know this kind of didn't really you know become the Jura that it was today it was only in the 1950s that a few partners wanted to revive the local economy and they completely rebuilt the distillery and that's how it is now okay uh these partners are quite interesting you know at least two of them uh one of them went by the name of William Delmay Evans and he was from the mainland he also owned another couple of other distilleries Tullibardine 
and glenelaki but the interesting thing with this guy was he actually learned flying in order to get to jura you know ah, going back to george okay. orwell this place is ungettable uh, but the other partner was a gentleman by the name of charles mckinley he was one of the inventors of blended whiskey along with another gentleman by the name of andrew usher mm-hmm. so that's uh, quite a bit of history right there yeah. linked to the distillery you know but it's only 1974 that they started selling it as a single malt and fast forward to 1993 it was taken over by white and mckay okay there's a drinker bell yes you know, our yes. old friend richard patterson yeah yeah, yeah. so he is the master blender for here for uh, jura as well and again white and mckay one more connect do you remember an indian connect of course vijay malya exactly so it used to be owned by united spirits before emperador bought it going back to our dalmo episode for a little bit but talking about an indian connection again it was uh, introduced back to india in the end of uh, 2019 mm-hmm. but you know somehow for me more than jura it's the view of jura being off the island that's more beautiful okay i'll explain why So Jura is right next to the Isle of Isla. Mm-hmm. You know the island that has all your Ardbegs and Lagavulins and Lefroigs. Mm-hmm. And it has these rolling mountains that are called the Paps of Jura. Paps. Yeah. So there's three mountains that make up the Paps of Jura. Particularly on Isla when you go to the distilleries of Bunahaban, Kolila and Ardnaho, just absolutely gorgeous pictures. I'll put up a few photos from uh, Kalila and Bunahaban. Would love to see them. Yeah. I'll also put a small picture of uh, the ferry station in mm-hmm. Port Escape mm-hmm. where I think it's only about a 10 minute ferry ride to get across from there to the Isle of Jura. Unfortunately, I didn't get there last time, but uh, it's definitely on the books next time. You know, Jura sounds really beautiful and I would love to go there someday. But uh, you know, you have to tell me what's so special about Jura as compared to, say, a whiskey that's made on Isla. Okay. Um. So I have to say the view of Jura is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I suggest you go to the Isle of Isla mm-hmm. first before going to Jura. Okay. Right? But coming back to this, jokes apart. Uh. So, um, Isla is really well known for a very heavily peated style. Okay. Although you know there are lighter styles as well. The classic Isla is heavy peat. Uh, but the jura whiskey has a very classic highland style you mm-hmm. know kind of like a little bit like an aberfeldy mm-hmm. you see where i'm going with this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. it's not exactly my favorite whiskey there but, you go but uh, yeah but we'll look at it anyway because like i said uh, you know netra loves aberfeldy not sure if she loves jura but you know there's always there are a lot of people out there who really like this uh, flavor profile so we have to look at it so why don't we take a look at this style of whiskey so we'll be looking at the uh, jura 10 mm-hmm. as i said it was uh, introduced into india at the end of uh, 2019 mm-hmm. what do you say want to do the honors of course yes we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead Here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Carva 2.0 with BBC India Film Companion. 
Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. As always, Slanja. Slanja. All right, let's get started. Uh, what color would you say this is, Piyush? Uh, I am getting somewhere uh, between burnished and deep copper. Yeah, I'd probably say about burnished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. How about the texture now? Uh, I'd say it's about medium. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get on to the nose. Mm -hmm. What notes are you getting? So I'm getting two prominent notes. Uh, one is vanilla. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, other is, uh, say, apples. Okay. Like something like mm -hmm. apple. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, um, like a ripe yeah, apple. Yeah, huh? yeah. Okay, let's get on to the palate then. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Any notes? So, yes, I'm getting uh, vanilla again. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the palate, I'm getting a little bit of smoke. Oh, yeah? Okay. Just mm. a bit of it. So, that's about it. Little bit of those apples again. Probably yeah. Probably on the yeah, palate. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. But okay. wee bit of smoke. Okay. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. How about the mouthfeel? Uh, it was medium. And fairly short finish. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. So let me just quickly run through my notes. Uh, I didn't get a bit of smoke on the nose itself. A mm -hmm. little bit of salt. Um bit of orange, maybe a little bit of orange, but kind of a little bit of orange peel, uh, maybe a little bit of ginger, a certain maltiness, um, some amount of honey, kind of is a little flat, if you ask me. Uh, moving on to the palate, I got kind of stewed apples, kind of cooked apples, okay. yeah, cooked and mashed kind of apples. Again, honey, uh, that coffee caramel kind of brown color, and like you said, vanilla mm -hmm. all over again. Mm -hmm. uh, the mouthfeel is kind of medium, and finish was short. Um, somehow for me, Jura is a little bit of um, middle of the road. It's really nice. It's, it's really, for me, somehow Jura is not a whiskey that has ever made me stand up and go, wow. Ah, you know? Okay. Um, so I'm talking about old bottlings. I'm also talking about um, they had the superstition and prophecy and they had a bunch of different things where they played with the level of peating. There was actually one which was called Durax Own, which they discontinued, which is not bad, you know. But to be fair, I'm still looking for one that's going to make me go up. Okay. As far as the flavor camp goes, I put this in the fragrant and floral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, on to the Jura whiskey range. They've got quite a few and it's split across three categories. Mm -hmm. One is the signature series. The next is the travel exclusive. And the third is the rare and limited. Uh, the signature has the entry level called Journey. And uh, then there's the seven wood. So this is matured in seven different woods. Okay. 
Um, I haven't had this, but again, from what I read, uh, the reviews, it's not, you know, it's not breaking out of that Jura shackle, so to speak. Uh, and then there's the 10, 12, and 18. We've tasted the 10. Um, there are four travel exclusives. Again, um, the names are, you know, based on places in uh, the Isle of Jura or around. Mm-hmm. And uh, all non-age statements, uh, they call the sound after the sound of Jura. A sound is basically a narrow stretch of what? Okay. Not, not the music sound. Mm-hmm. The road, because they have that one road. One road, yeah. <laughs> and then the lock which is uh, the water source mm-hmm. and the paps, which you've spoken about. I didn't see that the paps is marked as a 19-year-old, even though it doesn't really say it on the bottle. And then there's a rare and limited. Uh, there are three bottlings, two of which are 30-year-old vintages from 88 and 89 mm-hmm. and 28-year-old. So folks, like I said before, uh, none of the jurors have really made me stand up and go, wow. Uh, so I'd really appreciate it if one of you out there would get me one of these rare and limited bottles so I can really enjoy it and stand up and say, wow. <laughs> okay. But you know, that's quite a range from a small distillery. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So shall we get into the Q&A now? Yes, please. So the first question is from Isha Ramavat. And her question is, which are good whiskies for beginners to try? Alicia, this is a tricky one. You know, it really kind of comes down to your budget as well. Um, But if you, uh, you know, if blended scotches is something that you can start with, I'd say try some light blends um, like, you know, Ballantine's Finest or Jameson just to get you on the road. Feel free to use mixers or make it in cocktails and ice and soda, whichever you're comfortable with and slowly, you know, take it from there. But if you want to start off with, say, single malts, uh, I'd recommend starting off with like the lighter unpeated space heads, like, you know, Glenfiddich 12, Glenlivet 12, Glengrant 10, that kind of thing. Or even, you know, our unpeated uh, Indian single malts, like the Amrut single malt, or Paul John Brilliance or Rampur Select, all great whiskies to get into uh, whiskey. And the next question is from Mukul, aka All About My Spirit. So he asks, and this is an interesting one, is there a specific concept of Indian whiskey, like Irish, Japanese, Canadian? It actually took me a minute to really understand this question, but it's a very valid one, you know. Um, there, there isn't a category that is championed like the other ones like you mentioned but the FSSA has very clear uh, definitions for what an Indian single malt is and what a blended uh, whiskey is in India. Single malt definition is relatively similar to scotch and that's good Uh, but for blended is where there's a great amount of leeway. So in blended whiskeys you need to have only 2% malt or grain whiskey which is why we have you know, such a range of uh, whiskies and different prices and different uh, blends across India. Um, it's it's purely because of, you know, the economy and uh, spending power, really. And on to the next question, uh, again from the battle story. Uh, best Indian single malt expression so far? Wow. Um, I've tried so many, to be honest, including uh, single casks. But I think I'll stick to the ones that, you know, are available in India. Um, so one would be the Amrut Intermediate Sherry, which is available in Karnataka at least. 
and uh, the uh, Paul John Select Cast Classic, which I've spoken about many times, which is available in Goan and Duty Free. Look out for those ones. And the last question, and this is one that I've taken a little while to answer, is from Ridul Kalra, aka Filmi Hu Yaro on Instagram. And his question is, do we have oak in India with which we can make barrels out here? So they, I had to do a little bit of research and finally I had to reach out to the master distiller of Paul John, Michael D'Souza, who was kind enough to, uh, you know, speak with me about this. And his categoric answer was no, uh, we don't have oak in India. Uh, you know, if there was oak in India, the British would have used that. But, you know, the legacy distilleries in the country, if you manage to get a visit, you'll see large vats used to uh, hold whiskey uh, made out of sal wood, interestingly. So that's it for a journey to the Isle of Jura, folks. Our next two episodes will feature some heavy hitters in the Scotch whiskey world right across in Isla, Ardbeg and Lagavulin. I'm sure you won't want to miss those. In the meantime... Please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about Whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the E. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.